everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Donna Carrick, host of Dead to Rights, the podcast. I'm here today on behalf of the May Dams of Mayhem to speak with Sarah Carrick and Madeline Harris-Calway. And we're going to talk about what constitutes a great eye-catching fun cover. Um, Sarah has worked on all the covers for the May Dams of Mayhem. They are all original designs by Sarah Carrick. And so we're going to ask her about what kinds of elements go into a great cover. Sarah, I'm going to turn to you first. Um, what are, what are some of the key things you look for in a cover? Well, the first thing would be something that would catch the attention in one second or less. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So uh, it also has to not be too busy yet um, sort of encapsulate what the book is about um, in some way of doing that with saying a lot with saying little so yes the, uh, yes a great example of that would be the one that you just did recently for lynn murphy for potluck and other stories yes. because you were able to capture that this was a fun light-hearted book just without even looking at the detail in it but the detail was definitely there if anybody wanted to look further you know yes yeah, so that that uh, great deal of thanks goes to the author who uh, pretty much told me what she was looking for and had a, a, a general idea of what she wanted. And mm -hmm. so I was able to run with that. You know, the funny story is that I got the meaning all wrong in the beginning. I was showing her, <laughs> I was showing her just things that were, yeah, what I thought potluck meant. <laughs> <laughs> she surprised you, didn't she? Innocently. <laughs> I think she surprised a number of us. Yes, yes. And yeah. Madeline, you've worked with Sarah on all of the Maydance covers. And um, I yes, know I that that's, that's put a certain kind of pressure on you to be able to come up with ideas that encapsulate as many of the author's stories as you can, because these are anthologies. How do you, how do you focus in and hone in on ideas that you can share with Sarah easily that will display? Well, I think I'm extremely lucky because Sarah just intuitively understands. And, and what I especially love about uh, Sarah's work is, is that uh, she's created such a wonderful brand for us for the Medams. Now we, we hit upon the color purple and I forget Maybe Sarah, you can refresh my memory of how we hit upon the color purple for the very, very first cover we did, 13. But that's become our, our brand color since then. Mm -hmm. And it started with the book cover. And then mm -hmm. we, we took it out on the road when we did our public events. And, and Sarah also created the wonderful logo of the Maydams. Yes, and you can see it here in my background, right under Maydams of Mayhem. Um, I'm not sure it displays very, very vividly, but it's a lovely logo. And if you go to maydamsofmayhem.com, you're going to see our logo very vividly there. So take a look. I mean, we do see a rose in the middle, but if you look a little closer, you'll see some sinister things around the edges, which captures crime stories, of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, no um, what I think we've done in the past, uh, Sarah, and, and again, refresh my memory if I'm wrong, is that we send you the, the titles and usually a short description of each story. And from that, and, and, and communicating the theme to Sarah, she's able to come up with some absolutely marvelous ideas. 
They, they are really good. And uh, Sarah, one of the things as Madeline was saying that you did is you really branded us. You, you gave us a brand that we can use through the years. How did you come up with the ideas for branding for us? Uh, that would go to uh, you guys. Uh, you had an idea. I remember the purple. That was kind of funny because I, I think I did a, a poop and I kind of like the color purple. And somebody said, we like the color purple. And I remember just going, yay, and I ran with it. <laughs> and because it has, that works. <laughs> it, it just speaks to me as, uh, as a, you can have a light, make a light background, a dark background. It's um, just, uh, it kind of worked with the elegance of the group. And coming up with the ideas based on the stories is I learned one thing very fast. Is you all have this very dark and not twisted, but slightly. <laughs> a, little, a little twisted. <laughs> Clearly you haven't uh, read my story yet. Oh, <laughs> Donna's is the darkest in this collection. It's a brilliant story, Donna, brilliant. You have, oh, you have a macabre sense of humor and I love that. And that's what made it always fun to read the titles and uh, a meeting and when I did get to meet meet you at uh, I think the book launch of one of the first I was very sort of taken aback by oh this is this is a very interesting <laughs> gentleman they all have this very sweet face and sinister <laughs> yes yes exactly and a very accomplished group like they that that's what always I find so remarkable every time we get together like you only see a very small few of of our group here in this picture I chose this picture for my background just because it really does it captures who we are even though there's only a few of us represented here um, but if you come out to our launch in the fall and meet the whole group I think you'll be surprised it's a large group we have 22 authors represented in this coming anthology in the spirit of 13. We have not yet decided on a title at the time of this recording. However, by the time I release the recording, we should know what our cover is going to be. And um, I'll be sure to display it in the video. So you can all see what Kara, what Sarah and Madeline have worked on for in the spirit of 13. Um, what other projects are you working on, Sarah? Uh, yes, uh, I'm working on uh, another cover, and uh, I guess I can't give too much away on that one. Or no, not I? that one. If I oh, know I the can... one. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I was having, doing that actually back and forth. It was the first time I've ever jumped from one to another, then go back to the other, and I kind of felt that was fun and interesting because there were two different ideas completely. And I was worried for a time I was going to overlap it and say, what, what's this element doing there? <laughs> but uh, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I guess in other terms, you know, I, I was, uh, that is what I tend to do. I do other, you know, small bits on the side. Of, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But I you have a long, you have a long, um, oh, you a long resume as a graphic artist. Yes, yes. I think people artist. don't realize that. Tell us about that. How long have you been working in graphic arts? I'm not going to say. <laughs> That's going to age me. <laughs> oh, I know. And you hate to do that, don't you? <laughs> we all hate to do that. Oh, <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> I'm going to say, being anonymous right here, <laughs> candidate. Um, 
I, no, I've been doing, I went to school for graphic design down in Toronto, George Brown College. Go Huskies. Um, yeah. I had a lot of fun doing that. Um, and I, I've shifted a lot. Uh, you know, you start off in advertising and then you wind up doing almost everything but you studied at the end of the day. So I think the greatest asset was doing uh, pre-press. Strangely enough, I uh, spent a lot of time on pre-press where I got to understand what the cover is going to look like, but how's it going to print? Because what might look good on a screen is not going to look great always on the press. Sometimes that does happen. Technology today usually makes it happen, but um, the sort of things to understand that. I've moved a bit more into web now, um, strangely more backend web building for uh, sites and in the e-commerce section. And uh, the graphics still comes up to this very day where I'm handling logos and that. So I've always been exposed to coming out with logos and uh, a certain amount of branding and understanding that of what has to look good in certain on a website, what will look good in print, what will look good in tiny, what will look good in big. And that's where I handle my covers as um, what looks good as a cover in a large size. How's it going to look on a website when people are flipping through? Yes, or in a thumbnail on Amazon. That is, is so critical. That's my two cents. Is what I always look for is it's got to be bold and um, visible, even in a thumbnail size. Yeah, exactly, in a tiny, tiny thumbnail image. Yeah. yeah. How do we, it's how fun do we to grab the reader? You know? Oh, sorry. Okay. It's fun to do. Um, I like to sneak in little in jokes, probably for my own amusement and stuff I take off the with madams it's so easy because of all the titles i have a lot of fun yes yes well, we always have a lot of fun working with you yeah. and and i love taking getting the input say could you you know <laughs> that's fun that's the best part of it um and um but yeah when it's but it still has to be fairly simplistic uh when it it's reduced to a size. You still have a lot of detail, but you should, the main element should be, yes. as Donna said, yes. jump out at you because you're competing with a sea of covers. Yes. And you uh, can think of it as speaking to separate audiences, almost like um, the cartoon, The Simpsons. You know, if a child is watching The Simpsons, they're just laughing along with the big obvious elements. But of course, you, as you know, as adults, if you watch The Simpsons, what you get out of it is quite different from what a child gets out of it. And that's the same thing with a thumbnail cover versus a, a large scale cover. I mean, if you're looking at the large finished product, you can get quite a bit of different elements out of it than you do in a thumbnail, but you've got to get something out of it when it's in a thumbnail. And you also mm -hmm. want to keep the uh, audience sort of, you don't want to give it all away saying, this is what the book is and this is how it's going to end. You want to just say, what is that? <laughs> what yes. is that one? Which yes. goes back to album covers, everything. It's always the, when you think of the, your favorite album covers, the ones that really struck you or book covers. That's right. That's something right. on there, you had no idea what it meant, or maybe you did, but it, yeah, it, it got your imagination going and suddenly I just got to listen to this. I got to read this. And I hate to say it, I, I believe we do judge books by their cover. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Until we get to know it. And then the story takes over, obviously. It shouldn't 
Yes. You should never overshadow the book either. I mean, because you can't really possibly, a good book is a good book and a good story is a good story. And I just want to enhance it and, and point people. Well, okay. yeah, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a quagmire out there because you're competing with just, uh, with the technology we have now. All the people who ever wanted to be writers are now writers. And um, you're competing and there's a lot of noise out there. And so the cover really does have to represent. It really does even more than it ever did, you know? And the other thing is if you're a known writer, you can get away with the blank slate cover. But if you're not a known writer, your cover better entice the reader, you know? That, that's my little, that's my little soapbox. I agree, uh, but Sarah, I if somebody who shall remain nameless were to want to uh, employ you for help with a web design, where would they find you? I, I honestly don't know. You could uh, find me on um, uh, WordPress and I can provide a link. Uh, it just shows basically a, a resume of what I do, some of the book covers. Yeah, yeah. you could send it over to me and I'll put it in the show notes. Anyway. Yeah, I've been meaning to get a Facebook or an Instagram dedicated, but... Uh, I get a little less lazy, I will do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we end up so busy, don't we? And uh, Madeline, you're now trying to put together a launch and we're hoping that it's going to be an in-person launch this year. Um, tell us how that's going. Well, we're hoping, of course, to be at our favorite bookstore, the Madame and Monsieur's favorite bookstore, which is Sesluza Baker Street. So we're hoping to firm that up and probably we've always had good luck at launching around Halloween. Mm -hmm. So we, we hopefully to keep that. If um, Sleuths, uh, for whatever reason, is not able to accommodate us, then we have a lot of other options. And um, we're exploring a lot of the indie bookstores around the city. And uh, we'll definitely be keeping everyone posted through uh, the Madame's newsletter. So please follow us through that. And, and through our news flashes, which we'll also be posting on our website on a regular basis. Excellent, and I'll post those links in the show notes, but for anybody who's uh, not familiar, it's maydamsofmayhem.com. So go there and learn all about us. And uh, <laughs> anyways, ladies, it's great talking to you. And I really appreciate you both joining us today and for the insights on covers. And uh, if anybody is trying to reach Sarah and they're not sure how, they can always contact me at carrotpublishing at rogers.com. And I will be happy to put you in touch with, with Sarah. Let it rise.